Kajan Tzarebbe says famously, the Pasuk Mikbei Yisrael Hashem, it's not just that Hashem is the salvation of Am Yisrael, but there's an aspect in which Yisrael, a gathering of Jews, is already a mikveh. Mikveh Yisrael. Just a sitim on Yidim is like titling. Even if nothing else was accomplished, just that we're sitting together for a holy purpose, Just our little expression of Ratzon to get together in a busy time for the purpose of trying to prepare, for the purpose of trying to open ourselves up, for the purpose of trying to lift ourselves. Seems like a small thing. Chazal say chametz aser b'mashehu doesn't just mean that a tiny bit of chametz is, is already aser and asers. Asr means bound. That's what it means forbidden, the Baltanya. Asr means forbidden. Matar Asurim, one who frees those that are bound. So maybe Chametz is Asr. The only way to bind up that Chametz is just Bimashu. It's just a little bit, just a little bit of effort, just a little bit of trying, just a little bit of Ratzon, just a little bit of getting together. So it seems small. It's Dafka the Chametz. As a usher, we should manage to bind up all the chametz in ourselves. Just b'mashu, just with this little bit. It's already a very, very big thing. So thanks for being a part of it.
time period running up to a Yantiv, really it starts from Shredej Adar, this year Adar Aleph, Adar Beis, Purim. It's all one journey, it's one journey to Matan Torah. Purim and Pesach are intimately related. And before the Chagin, before these Yom and Toivim, the question of course is how to prepare. How to hold on to what the Yom and Toivim are supposed to be giving us, not just the observation, but what we're supposed to walk out with, with what intention to walk in. The Pasik says in Tehillim, Nichsefa begam kolsa nafshi lechatzres Hashem. David Amalek says, Nichsefa begam kolsa nafshi. I'm yearning, I'm longing, my soul was filled with incredible, incredible yearning. Lechatzres Hashem on a simple level means the base of Mikdash. Says the Bredich Varav, Schosia Gunalena, the Kedusha Slevi. Says a Mashal, he says a person wins the lottery. Not in these times, they could transfer money to your bank account. But he wins the lottery when value was still in gold and silver, physical, not representation. And they want to send truckloads and truckloads and truckloads of gold bars to the person's residence, the person's property. And the problem is the person lives on like Rehov Rappaport, like in a mere dira, right off the street. There's no yard, there's no threshold, it's just, there's almost no door. You walk in and it's a bedroom. Tiny place. And the trucks come and they almost can't fit down the street. A lot of beeping and screaming. And they come with all of these gold bars where they push it, have no place to put it. The Vedicivar says if you have a chaser, if you have a courtyard, you have a place outside, you have a yard, you have a front yard, a backyard, you have a machsan, you have a storage place, then you have room for the people who are coming with everything in the world to give you what they came to give you. Says the Vedicivar we come into a yantiv, we need a courtyard. A yantiv is winning the lottery, spiritually. A yantiv is supposed to give us something. It's supposed to change us. Every mitzvah is not just a mitzvah, it's an, you know, a commandment we're observing. It's a message, it's a lesson. It's an opportunity for elevation. So we need a chatzar. Where does one get a chatzar? Let's go back to the Pasuk. says the Badichavar, Nichzifa v'gam kalsa nafshi. When a Jew yearns, when a Jew's heart is filled with longing, with desire, lechatzer is Hashem. That becomes the chatzer. That becomes the courtyard where when you walk into a yantiv after having yearned for it, having longed for it, having desired it, having looked forward to it, and munasi techa, to believe in the times, to believe that a yantiv can change our lives, mamish, and needs to change our lives, or Shem Pinkas famously describes the Jewish calendar as an upward spiral. It's going around, but every time it makes another revolution, it's up one darga. When we do that, l'chatzer Hashem, that gives us the courtyard, that gives us space, 
And the only way to get that yearning is to learn about what exactly the Yantav is going to give us. So we'll see Shmaya. We're going to sing Bezer Hashem a little bit more. And we'll try to speak a little bit interspersed to try to awaken some of the clarity that we can feel and that we need to feel. And I bless you and me that we should feel. Leading up to the Yantiv to build up that level of yearning so that we can walk out on the other end feeling like we came and conquered. So thank you again for being here.
Seder night. Yigata Levin Chaviyem Ahu, Leymar Mitzvah Sipir Tiyas Mitzrayim. Could speak for a thousand years. I won't. Don't worry, but you can. At least. Mamash a thousand years without stopping. Could speak about just the Seder. The depth of every single nuance and inflection. Detail. But tonight I just want to speak about one factor, and we'll speak just one Nakuda now and then a little bit longer later. Hashem's help. Of the broadest, I think the broadest categorization of what the night is, wrapped up into the word Seder. The Seder encompasses all of the different Nakudas, all the different details, all the different elements. of this night. And so I think to focus on what this thing is, what this thing is Seder, what that means. And what Seder night teaches us about Seder, which of course means order, is a good usage of the time that we have together. We're living in an absolutely wondrous generation. And I ask as much as possible if we, if we can manage to be silent, all of us together. We're living in a wondrous, wondrous generation. The likes of which Mamash never ever existed. In many different ways were incredibly unique. And Hashem trusts us an incredible amount. We're doing great. We're doing really, really great. One of the things that this generation struggles with is Seder. We have everything. Today we mamish have everything. This is the Ma'asiv L'chalamachnes. Like the Shevet Dan that comes all the way at the very, very end. We have everything. We have access to all the different Torah from all the generations, all the different Ashkafas, all the different approaches. Everything, Baruch Nisavagashmi, is what we struggle with sometimes is putting things in order. And a Seder that enables things to become operable. That puts together all the pieces of the car so we can put a key into the ignition and turn the thing on. Seder is difficult. We have Sedarim. A lot of Sedarim. It's incredible and wonderful. But just one Seder that encompasses all the Sedarim sometimes we struggle with. And I think Seder night teaches us an incredible thing about achieving Seder. Maybe the most elemental ingredient to achieving Seder, which means to say that no matter what happens in our lives, things fit into an existing framework that enables things to become clear, that clarifies experiences, contextualizes things. We'll speak more about contextualization. <coughs> Seder night begins with Kadesh. A lot of deep, deep, deep messages and what that is. We begin with Kadesh. We come into Seder night and we begin with Kedusha. We begin with holiness. We begin with a proclamation that already on Seder night we're shining. 
Seder night reveals the deepest essence of the Jew, the place where Kedusha is inherent, is essential, Kadesh from the outset. But what does it mean, Kedusha? What does that mean? We speak about it, we aspire to it. What's the essence of this thing called Kedusha? It's ethereal, it's hard to pin down. How do you define it? What's the essence of what it is to be a person who is Kadosh? A word about being people who are anything before we get back to Kedusha. Somebody who had not yet merited to understand what the Gilui, what the revelation of the Balshantav was, once approached one of his Hasidish friends and he asked him, he said, I don't understand you guys. You call yourselves Hasidim and the Mesil Sisharim Hasidis is the, is the end, it's the pinnacle, it's the goal. It says the vast majority of the Hasidim are simple people, water carriers, wood choppers, schleppers. What right do you have calling yourselves Hasidim? What, what is this business? It's a joke. Hasidim is a lifetime of work. Uneducated, simple people, Hasidim. So the Hasid answered, he said, listen. He said, you know there's a train that's called the Kiev train. It's called the Kiev train because Kiev is where it ends up at the end of the day. He says, it spends the majority of its journey in a thousand other small towns and cities along the way, and it ends up in Kiev. But he says, it's called the Kiev train, not because that's where it is the whole day. It's called the Kiev train because that's where it's headed. And that's how it's defined by where it is going, not where it currently is. He says, that's what it means, Hasidus. That's what Hasidim are. It's just girls. It's not, it's not nothing, nothing severe is happening. It's just girls being themselves. So he says, what does it mean? What does it mean, Hasidus? He says, that's where we're going. That's our destination. That's how we're defined. And so when we say, what does it mean to become a person who's kadosh? We don't mean a person who's a saint. We mean, what does it mean a person that's on the Kedusha train, you know, who's defined by that? The Ishbitzer says an amazing, amazing thing. What do we call marriage? What's the chiddush of the institution of a Jewish marriage? Is not the erisin. Is not right. Is is not the just simply getting together. But the concept of kedushin is something new. What does it mean kedushin? What does it mean kedushin? Says the Gemara. It means that like Kachin, this thing is set aside. Hareat mekudeshes li means to say that you're usher on everybody else and you're prepared, so to speak, just for me. And we are prepared for each other. So the Ishmael says Kedushin could mean zamin, it could mean ready. Ready for something specific. A focused existence, not all over the place. And even while this girl, even while this woman is experiencing life on a variety of different levels and in many different ways with many different people in many different circumstances, she is kadosh to her husband. 
That's what it means, Kedusha, means to be set apart for. Kedoshim Tiyu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, the essence, the essence of Kedoshim Tiyu, with all of what else Kedusha means, of course, which we're trying to strive for. And the essence of it means, Rabbi Shalom says to Am Yisrael, be in a state of separateness from everything else in your life for me. That's what it means to live a life of Kedusha. That's what it means to live a life of striving. And that's what it means to live a life of Seder. Begins with Kadesh. In order to be able to feel as if our lives have a sense of order, a sense of prioritization, a sense of processing things through a common lens, so that even though we experience a multiplicity of different kinds of feelings and emotions and different people that we meet and different things we go through, the Meitoyev and the Meirah, and the ups and the downs of the winters and summers of the human experience, everything is processed through the lens of our Kedusha, which is our separateness, our readiness to engage with and find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything, like the Vedicharis said, Urbanish Lelem, Master of the World, you and I are playing a game of hide-and-go-seek. And I find you everywhere. That's what it means to be Kadosh. That's what it means to be on the Kiev train, on the Kedusha train. And I bless us to be able, through Seder night, to again reconnect with the essence of what it is that we're trying to do on Seder night. What's the essence of what we're trying to give over to our children? What is the story we're telling? The story we're telling about Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is only baderech to Sinai. And our Sinai is only baderech to Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim is only al derech and away to the Chorban, Bayashani, the Gullus that we're in now. To the to the Geula Shlishi, to the final redemption, to the world of the Sakin Oilam Amalchus Shakai, which doesn't mean a world that will be created sometime in the future. It means a world in which Hakadosh Baruch Hu beckons us to take part in creating with Him. Seder night is the essence. It's not a bunch of different things. And I bless us also, of course, to make the Seder incredibly exciting with props and toys and gifts and treats and all this wonderful stuff. It's great. It's awesome. It's part of the Chiddush of our generation. It's, it's beautiful. But not to lose focus of what the Nekuda HaPnimus is. What are we giving over? It bless us to give over this sense of Kedusha. That we should be people who are ready, open, looking out for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ramazim and everything, and to help our children develop that sense of Kedusha as well so that we can live lives of Seder.
that are gathered and I thank each and every one of you for coming it means a great deal to me and us all of us contributes to the collective experience of trying again to get ready to be Kaddosh to be ready another angle on this concept of Seder The famous Kasha, what's the, what's the exact gedder of the distinction between the mitzvah of Zechira Zitzis Mitzrayim, which is every day, and Sipur Yitzis Mitzrayim of Seder night? A number of different answers are suggested. Some go so far as to suggest, at least in the Rambam, that Zechira Zitzis Mitzrayim is a mitzvah der Abonam, Sipur Yitzis Mitzrayim is a mitzvah der but I saw from a number of, number of sources in the name of Rav Chaim Brisker that there are certain gedarim that are highlighted in terms of the difference between what we do Seder night and the regular Zechira of Yitzhak Mitzrayim that we're expected to have every day in Kriyashma. Each of the sources that I saw brought different gedarim. So when you put them all together, it's much more than the three that each claim, you know, that came from Rav Chaim Brisker, it turns out like eight or nine. But some of the essential ones that I think are important to understanding Seder and understanding also a very, very important Nikuda that exists Seder night at this Seder table, something else, something special, something unique, something essentially Jewish. Mamash Yiddishkeit. The first is that Zechir Zitzitz Mitzrayim takes place in our mind. Just need to remember it, that's all. If you say the Zechir at the end of davening, you know it helps. We say it in Kriya Shema, we remember that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. He brought us into Kedushin with Him on our Sinai. With all of what that entails, not just our responsibility, but the marriage, the bond, the romance. The relationship that we're called into that begins with Am Yisrael being taken out 
of Mitzrayim, that's Zechira as Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim requires a telling over to others. It requires a level of sharing. Of course, Allah says if you're by yourself, you tell it to yourself. But essentially, my bless us all to be Seder with others, with family, with friends. Sipur means to tell over, not just in your mind. It's the process of recounting. It's the process of sharing. It's the process of opening up on a deep level. Second, chiluk is maschil begnus in the sign b'shvach, which we don't have by the regular zechira. Of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we just say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out. We don't have to go through the whole entire story. Mamish from beginning, which is maschil begnus. We went down to Mitzrayim. We were enslaved in Mitzrayim. And then a Musayim B'Shvach, we don't have that by Zechira, we have that by Sipur. And there are a number of others, but let's focus on those two for now. The beautiful thing about a story is that a story, especially when it comes from a place of openness and a place of sharing, and a place of giving over to someone else creates the possibility for a context in terms of the relationship that you have with that person. It draws a boundary bigger than simply me and you in this moment. It means let me dig back in my history and reveal something of myself so that you can take it into yourself and expand your understanding of myself, understand you, expand your understanding of life. It broadens things. It helps us understand each other better. It helps for that border, for that boundary to become expanded because the seep or the story helps us reach beyond the moment and push outward into the past in order so that together we can push forward into the future, thereby expanding the context of the relationship. All stories do this, but the most powerful stories that do this are the stories that are masrabiknus. The stories where we feel comfortable sharing the hard part, not just the end, the challenges, the difficulties, the failures, the limitations. Seder night is about vulnerability. It's about being vulnerable. One of the relationships in which it is the most difficult to be vulnerable is the relationship upon which Seder night is founded, which is the parent-child relationship. Because the parent's very essence is that of a guide. It's that of a generation earlier. It's that of status vis-a-vis the child who needs to be guided, nurtured, directed, educated. And so naturally it's exceedingly difficult for parents, as parents, all of us, Many of us, and Be'ezer Hashem, all of us, at the right time. 
It's exceedingly difficult to open up in that way as a parent. Seder night gives us that opportunity. Seder night gives us the opportunity to say to our children, All of us are part of a story that's bigger than me. And it's bigger than you. And being in Mitzrayim was beyond the control of the children, and it was beyond the control of the parents. And Seder night enables the parents to say to the children, you know something? We're not the matzah that you think, we're not the chametz rather that you think we are the rest of the year, that we look all puffed up and we're older and we really you know, have life figured out. It's all one fat joke. It's a joke. We can tell our children this. We're just matzah. We're just broken. We're just trying to find our way. Let's find our way together. Have you ever noticed Seder night children have confidence they don't seem to have the rest of the year? And parents have the openness to genuinely want to hear from their children in a way that we don't ordinarily. The whole Seder is supposed to be begatel abincha, but we're the ones telling, and they come home with folders and, and booklets and, and, and you know, encyclopedias, shelves full of different things that they want to share. And mamish, they have the stage. They have the stage Seder night. Because as parents, Seder night, when we're telling the story of our collective history, when we're telling of our own mitzarim, of our own boundaries, and our own limitations, and our own vulnerabilities, and our own failures, we create the space for to say, let's figure this out together. This is not a platform for the parents to say, let me show you how it's done. It's the platform for the parent to say to the child, Seder night is our journey. And it's not just you who feels confused in a difficult, challenging world. I'm also that way. Of course, a parent has to maintain the dark of what it is a parent. And there has to be that level of respect and so on and so forth. But in an aspect, in a bechina. This is cheiros, this is freedom. Because it's so challenging to hide. It's so challenging to fake. It's so challenging to pretend. And we don't need to. Many of us think that we need to. I'm a parent, I have to have it together. I have to know it all and I have to have answers to every question. Seder night says, we invent questions so that our children will ask. Not because we have the answers, because we don't have the answers. It's a you know, feedback loop. It, it just it never, it never ends. Seder night is about unanswerable questions. Seder night is about creating questions. Some psyche for famously, if you follow the, uh, the poem of Chad Gadi all the way to the end, it's a big kasha. Because at every stage, the first stage, the father bought the goat, and that was good. And then the second stage, remind me, the ox came, right? Okay. Oh, the cat, right? The cat comes and eats the goat? No. no? What, what's the second stage? I'm slippy. I, you have to forgive me. I came up with a plane yesterday. I'm more than half asleep. Right? So what's the... Dog. 
the cat no, the cat good okay that's why I said the first night good so the cat okay I'm not so sleepy so the cat I at least have an excuse so the cat came and, 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 eats, and eats the goat so the cat does something, something wrong and then the dog comes and eats the cat and the dog something, does something right because that's justice if you follow the chain all the way to the end when a Kodesh Baruch who shafts the Malach Amavis, that's unjust and if some cipher asked this there are a number of answers but one answer is just that there's no answer the whole purpose of the whole poem is to get to a point where we realize some questions are just unanswerable, and that's where Amuna starts, and it's okay to say to your child, I, I don't know. That's freeing. Everybody thinks that the Chacham is the big hero of the Arab Abanim. But the Chassidim, as with most things, it was Punt Vakert, it was Mamish the Abbas, it was Adar What do we tell the Chacham? Ein maftir in achar Pesach, avikoyimit. We want to go to sleep with the taste of the carbon Pesach on our lips, on our palate. We don't want to eat anything dessert afterwards to get rid of the taste. What we're saying to the Chacham is, Chacham, you who know everything, you who have it all figured out, you have all the answers. He says, you know what you lose when you think you have everything? You lose the time of life. You lose the taste of the things that you think you know. You have it as intellectual information, but the taste of it, the experience of it, oftentimes goes missing when you over-intellectualize. And so we answer the Chacham, Ein maftir in achar Pesach the most important thing is not knowing everything. The most important thing is tasting the realness of life. That's what our children need from us, not answers. They need sincerity. They need openness in this generation more than ever. They need from us to be able to admit, I also don't have things figured out, and let me explain to you why. This is my story. This is my Maslobiknos. These are the struggles that I had. This is what I went through. And let's share in that struggle together. Yachatz, and this will come to an end. Yachatz means we take that middle of matzah and we break it. And there are a thousand meanings again. We could speak mamish hundreds at least of those thousands of years just on Yachatz, what it means. So deep, not me, I, I for sure can't, I can speak for half a minute, but I'm sure it can be spoken about for thousands of years. What Yachatz is. But Yachatz, as the middle, means the essence. The middle is always the essence. We take the essence of us and we break it in two. We express our essential brokenness to our children, we tell the story of our challenge. We tell the story of our struggle. And that's the place where the father-son or daughter relationship is born. Because Avram is the first matzah. Yaakov Avinu is the third matzah. Yitzchak Avinu is the middle matzah. What's unique about Yitzchak? He's the only one of the others who is a son and a father. He's the son of Avram and the father of Yitzchak. 
The Pasuk says, Misham Roya Evan Yisrael. This is very deep. Am Yisrael are bound up with the concept of Avonim. Tishtapechna Avni Kodesh Baresh Kol Chutzais Rashi over there. Speaking about Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael are stones, Evan, says the, says the Zara Kodesh. Evan is one word, but it's really two words. It's Av and Ben. Evan, you can read it Av, Alev, Beis, and then you can start from the base and read it Beis, Nun. Alev, Beis, and then Beis, Nun. Av and Ben. The Zohar Kaddish says that there's a concept of Maimer and Chatsi Maimer. Maimer is the whole story. And then there's the Chatsi Maimer that comes from that story that's half a story. Where does he use this terminology? In the very first word in the Torah, Bereshis. Bereshis says the Zohar Kaddish is Maimer. Bara is Chatsi Maimer, because the second word in the Torah is half of the first word. Bereshis is Beis, Resh, Aleph, Shem, Yudta. Bara is Beis, Resh, Aleph. Bereshis is Maimer. Bara is Chatsi Maimer. Av and Ben. The Av encompasses his own personality, and then the child that emerges. And that's Bereshis, that's the genesis, that's the beginning of the journey. But creation comes from that ability to relate to the child. That ability to relate in a way of chatzi, in a way of half. It's also the Torah, the Machas, the Shekel, of course. To come to the place of realizing that the Evan needs to become split. It needs to become broken into two. It needs to become Av and Ben. And the only way to do that is when the Mimer, Shalim, demonstrates itself as being broken. This is very deep. That's when the Ben's identity is created. When the father demonstrates and expresses to the child the brokenness that's latent within his own experience. That's when the mimer of Bereshis gives birth to a bara, gives birth to creation of a chatzi mimer. Because the father needs to break. The middle matzah of Yitzchak, who is the av and the ben, needs to become split in half. The luchas are two. The whole Torah is two. The Torah is split in half. We had it two parashas ago. Darash Darash is the middle of the Torah. Darash is in present tense. That's the new generation. That's the children. Darash is the parents. Darash Darash is Maimur and Chatsi Maimur. It's the whole Sipur of the father who had his experiences, who's walked this road and has hopefully come out on the other side with a Messiah Bishvach. But then we have to give over our half a Torah to the children, the Doresh, who are living it in the moment, and not only the successes, not only now that we've come to the place of the Chacham, let me tell you how it's done. Maschil begnusu Messiah Bishvach. And when we do that, our children take the bigger half of the matzah that we hid away, that part of us that's broken, and they're the ones that give it back to us. They're the ones that complete us. They're the ones that come back and accompany us arm in arm when they sense the openness and they sense the vulnerability and they sense the fact that we're also human and we also struggle and we're not hiding it and we're not pretending. That's the freedom of Seder night. And that itself produces Seder. 
In the father-son relationship, there's Seder there. There's an order. There's context. This is where the story began. And this is how we can walk together toward the end. Seder night is a night of honesty. It's a night where we don't hold anything back. It's a night when we dafka start with Maschal Begunos. Because that's the only way to get to the Messiah Mishvach. We should be zoichah to use Seder night to develop this ability. To sense our little yachats. To sense our brokenness. To sense that Sitkis, the letter Tzadi, that comes dafka because of the feeling of ma, vanachnu ma, kisalino elenu. That's matzos, ma, and the letter Tzadi, because Tzitkis comes from realizing ma, that I'm just beginning, and that I don't know, and that I'm often confused, and that I need all the support that I can get, because we can only do it together in this last generation. Dayenu, it's Kamantria 70. 70 is the children of Yaakov Avinu that came down to Mitzrayim. And eventually we're saying at the end of the day, if nothing had happened, Dayenu, at least we had each other. L'chaim, l'chaim. Let's do one last nigan.
Yeah. 